Welcome to Forward Talks by Goombook, a podcast about moving towards sustainability in the region and beyond. I'm Tatiana Antonelli, and I hope you're all staying home being safe during this challenging time. This week, on the anniversary of the Rana Plaza factory collapse in Bangladesh, which killed 1,138 people and injured many more back in 2013, we encourage millions of people to come together to campaign for systemic change in the fashion industry. April is the month celebrating the birth of the fashion revolution movement, calling for a fairer, safer, cleaner, more transparent fashion industry. We're living in a climate emergency and the fashion and textile sector is one of the most polluting and wasteful industries. The industry continues to lack transparency, which we spread exploitation of people working in the supply chain. Never before have there been these many people on the planet in slavery, and fashion is a key driver of this reality. Brands and retailers are still not taking enough responsibility for the pay and working conditions in their factories, the environmental impacts of the materials they use, or how the products they make affect the health of people, animals, and our living planet. My guest today is Araceli Gallego, co-founder of GoShopia. Now, you may be wondering, why are we featuring a podcast about fashion, one of the biggest polluters in the world? Well, it's because GoShopia sells fashion with a conscience, by shying away from the fast fashion trends towards more sustainable brands. I start by asking what prompted her to start GoShopia, find out what sustainable fashion actually means, and get her thoughts on why we should all be thinking more consciously about what we buy and wear. Araceli started out a few years ago with a blog called Dubai Fashion News. And as it started to get more popular, she kept exploring how she could get the community more involved and aware about sustainable fashion. Well, I started digging, 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 and I decided, okay, let me just do some, you know, some challenges, like personal challenges. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to buy absolutely nothing for three months. No clothes, nothing. And uh, the three months at the beginning was hard, but then afterward, at, at the end of them, I was like, I think I can go a little bit further. So I really did a year at the end. A year? A year without, imagine, I had full, <laughs> had a, a pretty cool closet, I guess, because I was able to keep on using, I was not missing, and even today I still have tags on some clothes, which I think on retrospective, it means that I was buying mindlessly. On, you know, on automatic. Oh, there is a sale. You have to go there and buy. <laughs> kind of thing. But you don't really uh, put your, you know, you're not really being conscious about what you're buying or if it's going to be matching the rest of the things that you have. This is, the, this is one of the things of sustainable fashion. And uh, after that one year, I was like, okay, now I do need to buy. <laughs> now I need certain items I am really missing. And uh, I realized it was close to impossible in the region to find sustainable fashion. Uh, when I was doing research, it's like, okay, there is in US, amazing. They have quite a lot of uh, small brands doing great stuff. Europe, same. Australia, great style also there. But then if you're buying from over there, you're adding your carbon footprint. And then that's how I decided, you know what, this is, as a consumer, even if you have the will, uh, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And we are surrounded by amazing malls. They master the art of buying what we don't need. So 
I decide, okay, this has to change. I rather, you know, it's, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be the change. So I started Goshopia, which means go shop and utopia as a way like you go, like same in a mall, you go and you have all your different styles, different brands, different price points. The connection in Goshopia is, is that it's still an utopia, but we have a sustainable line behind the philosophy of every brand that is part of it. Because it gets tough, it's really difficult to uh, find brands that in this region is very new. It's, it's, it's in its infancy, really. This movement is in its infancy. It is, because um, if I want to produce my own uh, clothing line here, I need, first of all, to find the fabric. Yeah, and that fabric will not be sustainable. And then I need to make sure I enable and empower tailors and give them you know, the possibility to earn good money out yeah. of that. And then you need to find your consumer. So yeah. I think there's also the other side. You actually make the gap with the consumer smaller also for who is trying to sell. Because in these past 10 years, I've seen a lot of businesses coming here, investing into a new business, sometimes, you know, offering sustainable fashion or uh, green toys or, you know, things that were eco-friendly. And nobody would buy because first there was no interest and second nobody was creating that link between hey these companies are here mm -hmm. you can buy from them so it's great that you're doing that yeah. in fashion because fashion here is a it's, big industry it's fashion but the idea is to make it kind of like a, um, a lifestyle hub so we have a home section uh, that is just recently started and then we also planning to have a beauty section. Sustainable fashion is not a style. Uh, it is actually a way of doing things. You have, oh, you can find at least in Goshopia, you have things to go to the beach that are gorgeous. You have things that you can go to the office and you wear fantastic, like, you know. You have things to go to the Oscars if you want, or your wedding, or, you, you know. There is options for everything. It's, it's the mindset that is behind, actually, how the, these uh, designers are producing is what is different. So from a consumer point of view, let's try to help consumers. What yeah. do I need to, to look for if I want to buy responsibly? Mm -hmm. Is there any label that can help me or is there anything in the label of the clothes that will tell me um, why it's sustainable? Mm -hmm. Are we looking at uh, the material or are we looking also at you know, the, the people behind it? Are we looking at the way it's been produced? At we, are we looking at the distance where mm. it was made? So Because there are a lot of factors. Yeah. So can you tell us what is the first thing I should look at? Okay. And then the second and the third. In, in, in our case, in Goshopia, we have kind of like a criteria, which is our values. We call it the three S. Fashion designers and fashion brands that want to join Goshopia, that they, they need to be at least one of these three S's, right? So the first one would be slow fashion. Slow fashion means that there is no mass production. That means that even if they are not using organic materials, they are trying to meet the real demand of the products. I don't know if you know, but most of the uh, clothes that end up in landfill or burned are actually unsold pieces. Uh, brands will think they are going to be selling this much, and in reality, they are not. But they still have physical spaces that they need to fill, so they still keep on producing. What happens to all those unsold items? If uh, I don't know if you hear about Burberry, for example, they burn them because, of course, they don't want their brands to be devaluated. That's such a waste. It brings exclusivity too because those pieces are maybe one, two, or three 
<laughs> in the world, you know? So it's really unique piece. Uh, you can rest assured you go to a party, no one has the same dress. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens so much in yeah. Dubai to see yeah. so many people dressed the same. Well, if you go to Zara, H&M, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So the second is a sustainable uh, fashion, which would be if the designer is using sustainable materials like uh, organic cotton, hemp, uh, wool, and or also they are having um, sustainable uh, techniques or the process is sustainable. Uh, there is some uh, designers that will go through the certification process. There are some certifications that are uh, OXE, for example, from the United States or GOTS or uh, for cotton, for example, where God goes for everything in reality. How do you spell that? G-O-T-S. Okay. So God stands for Global Organic Textile Standards. It's a German certification. And they measure not only the fact that the, um, that the fabric or the fiber is organic and doesn't have any pesticides, any, uh, you know, fertilizers that may harm the environment, but also the, the process where how, you know, the stitching and or the construction of the garment has been done sustainably. So the third is actually is the socially responsible brands. And uh, socially responsible brands means, for example, if you're working with NGOs, you're helping minorities or refugees, people in distress, um, if they have a good um, uh, cause at heart as part of the business, they are also in invited to be part of the shop there. Because I think the problem is that right now, fashion is behaving in a very uh, selfish way, only looking for profits, maybe. And we think that fashion can actually be a, a force for good. So we have to take into account all these different possibilities. So as a consumer, it really depends what resonates more with me. You know, In my case, I cannot uh, separate uh, my love for the environment without my love for my fellow human beings. That's why in Goshopia we have these three kind of S's and that's what we are looking for in designers. What I'm very happy to see is like, for example, some designers maybe only join with one S. Normally the starting one is slow fashion, but being part of the collective and seeing the uh, interaction, oh, and you know, I found this uh, fabric somewhere and da, da, da. They are starting to be interested in becoming more I'm, I'm having the more three S's. S's. Yes. <laughs> it's good. You see, they see the S's as there is uh, an award. You should start an award. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start yeah. an award, but yeah, let's see. <laughs> That's a very nice idea, I think. Related to that, do you have brands that cover the three S's? Is yeah, it, is that, does some. that exist here? Yeah, we do. We do. It's only a few of them, but we have some brands that cover all all three That's S's. That's a great achievement. Yes. Yes, for Dubai yes, and, the and they're very inspiring, really, because they get you get to see um, the amount of work that goes into the pieces and the passion that is driving this. Because sustainability is not easy. So, what is a platform in the UAE that has helped you and could help you know designers? Like, for example, uh, what happens during Fashion Week here in Dubai? Is there attention to sustainable fashion? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay, another not call to really. action. <laughs> no, no, it's this exactly. Is not really. I went to speak to Fashion Forward, for example, and they had the last forty minutes, the last talk of four day, a four day program, the last talk of the last day, 
was about sustainability. I felt like that's not enough. So I decided to do my own thing. <laughs> and I organized uh, the green room in, uh, in a space in the three called Collab. And um, we invited everyone. We invited Sean with Ritol. We invited Only Ethical. We invited Natalie from Josarte. And we were there also, of course, Shopia, right? And uh, we organized panels. We organized talks. We organized workshops. And it was a lot of fun. So people that like fashion, they just need to, you know, there is another option which can be actually sustainable fashion. And it can be right there. It would be amazing if next season we are actually totally integrated because they endorsed what we did. We were so happy because that was, a, you know, that, that was amazing. Uh, but it would be amazing to be even more a part of the, of the schedule. This is what season. I love about Dubai is that people have this mentality here where it's always about collaboration. And if you have a great idea and something is happening, they will, you know, change or include and, and, and take you on board. Yeah. Because you said at the beginning you're a storyteller. Tell us the story of, of one of your designers, the, the, the process, a story that you think is, is good to listen to. Okay, I have, I can't tell you the stories of each of them. They're really amazing. So, for example, Vino Supraja, which is one of our latest uh, designers to join, she is an architect and she lived many years in the United States. So she created this collection that is mixing architecture and these kind of like article looking uh, sculptures into the clothes. Uh, she's Indian, so then she mixed both words together. And you may think like, oh, what a clash. It looks amazing. Wow. And then she was, her journey to actually, uh, she's one of her three S's. So she's slow, she produces only a limited amount of pieces. Then she's also sustainable. Everything is organic in her collection. And then on top of that, she's socially responsible. She went to live with the weavers for three months. That, you know, I, I think that's such an amazing way of actually, she's, you see the clothes, you see her, you, you know her, and it's like, wow. She sees basically the whole process. Totally. There is from A to Z, everything she's gone what would be your best advice for us now if we wanted to start this sustainable fashion journey? So the first thing that I would tell you is to really look at your closet and see what you have already in it that you can actually give more use or give a second life. Really audit your closet. And uh, then, uh, for example, when you're going to buy, this, there is like kind of questions that I always ask myself whenever I go to buy. Um, is this piece that I'm liking, uh, I'm going to be able to wear it with my lifestyle, I'm going to be able to take care of it. What are, I always read the labels, so I see, okay, if I can, if, what kind of care does it require? Does it need to be dry clean? Does it need to be cared in one way or another, you know, that I cannot uh, take care of it? How long is the stitching proper? Like, this is my, <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> nerdy on this, like, is the stitching properly done? Is it gonna last? What's gonna happen if I wash it? Is it gonna lose shape? I'm gonna be able to wear it. That's the other part of the, of the question. Is like, I'm gonna be able to wear it with most of the things that I have in my closet. Does it sit well with my style? Or is it something that is just too trendy and tomorrow I'm not gonna like to wear? Um, can I think of 
three, four, five outfits already without having, my, having bought that piece that I can actually mix and match and it's gonna look good. These kind of things is the kind of thing, the kind of thought process that I go through every time that I am buying something. Then if there is an event and you are only needing it for one day or one night or even a week, just see if there is rental companies and can help you, you know, you rent a dress. If it's, for example, your friend is getting married or something, instead of buying it, just rent it, you know, and or ask your friends. Maybe they, they have something beautiful that you can lend and, uh, you know, you can borrow and, and use it. Um, and then, yeah, last, uh, try to buy consciously, buy quality, buy less, because we don't need as many items as we have. Buy thinking on quality, think long-term. Pieces that are gonna last, that they're not necessarily trend-driven, that look amazing on you, that are flattering for your silhouette, that you like, and you know you're gonna be able to wear over and over. Forever pieces. Yeah. Yeah, these kind of heritage pieces. Before, our uh, grandmothers used to have very little amount of pieces in their closet, but they were heritage pieces, and my, 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 our families still keep them, you know? I use still some of my grandmother exactly. or mother. Exactly. And I love them, and I keep them and cherish them. Yeah. And honestly, the quality is the just quality. stunning. And it, the stitching, as you say, yeah, there's nothing that can rip apart those clothes. Exactly, and also they 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 were uh, they were built to also in case that they were getting broken to be mend. We lost that somehow because we are so used to this very cheap fashion that you buy a t-shirt for two dollars. You don't care much about that t-shirt, but in reality, there is a lot of people involved on that very cheap t-shirt. So we think we really need to think of quality versus quantity. And we need to focus on that. And if you, of course, you can go with organic materials, things that are gonna biodegrade, that they're not gonna cause trouble in the environment. In Gotropia, we're trying to facilitate all that because there is a lot of research. So every product has a long story really about where's it coming from, what happened, the story behind and all that because it's not easy. I know it's overwhelming. When you're starting your journey, it really is overwhelming. It was for me, and I can think of everybody else probably going through the same. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode. The issues of the fashion industry never fall on any single person, brand, or company. That's why we focus on using different voices to transform the entire system. You can also listen to the episode 17, where we interview Sean Rowland and discuss fast fashion. With systemic and structural change, the fashion industry can lift millions of people out of poverty and provide them with decent and dignified livelihoods. We look forward to your comments and you can find us on Instagram at Goombook or on Facebook or on the web at goombook.com slash podcast. See you next week.